the blood of the bird was symbolic of the sin in our lives. Now, this is fascinating because we are studying about this in Leviticus chapter 14. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hemmer. I'm Janice. And this is Bible Discovery TV. We are discovering the Bible from Genesis 1 to Revelation chapter 22. And this is a fascinating study of the books of Moses, the first five books. And Corey is with us right now. Corey? Today I'm going to be taking a look at the hygiene laws of Leviticus and how they end up affecting ancient Israel down the road. Ryan? Well, today my friend Matt Bondi of Creation Ministries International is back and we're talking about biblical creation and why it's so important. All right, very good. Look forward to hearing that. Janice? Today, once for all, the blood of Christ. Okay, very good. So take out your Bible guide and turn to this passage as we study the leper is cleansed. Let's read the Bible, Leviticus 14. Leviticus 14, 1 through 9. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper for the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall go out of the camp, and the priest shall examine him. And indeed, if the leprosy is healed in the leper, then the priest shall command to take for him who is to be cleansed two living and clean birds, cedar wood, scarlet, and hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it, the cedar wood and the scarlet and the hyssop, and dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. And he shall sprinkle it seven times on him who is to be cleansed from the leprosy, and shall pronounce him clean, and shall let the living bird loose in the open field. He who is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes, shave off all his hair, and wash himself in water that he may be clean. After that he shall come into the camp, and shall stay outside his tent, seven days. But on the seventh day he shall shave all the hair off his head and his beard and his eyebrows. All his hair he shall shave off. He shall wash his clothes and wash his body in water, and he shall be clean. Leviticus chapter 14, verses 1 through 9. It's interesting because the leper, which is a person who has this deadly disease, leprosy, he is cured or they think he's cured or they think he's not cured, whatever. It is the priest who makes that determination. Now, where in the world do we get that idea? Well, we get it in the Old Testament of the Bible. But that's very, very important. As we focus on Leviticus 12 to 14 today, we come to 14 in the Old Testament. Leprosy is often associated or compared to sin. In the Levitical laws, the ritual for those that have been healed from leprosy are to be cleansed and pronounced pure by the priest. As we look at these procedures, let's remember that Jesus Christ has cleansed us 
from all the effects of sin. While our body is still in this world and feels the results of sin, our spirit is born again and cleansed because we have confessed Jesus Christ as the Lord of our life. Some things are not going to be easy as we continue to uh, live for Christ, but thank God for giving us His Holy Spirit, the very essence of His presence dwelling inside of us as we live our lives. So the fight inside our spirit is on. The temptation of sin versus the promise of the Father, who gives us the ability to overcome sin and run away from its temptations. As we study about the ritual cleansing, heal for healed leopards, let's remember that we are cleansed and made whole from sin through the power of Jesus Christ, and that he can and will ultimately heal all who believe in him. And I look forward to that. There will come a time when this person, me, doesn't look like this, because you watch me on TV over the years and I get older and older and older. That's because my body's under sin. When I get to heaven, I have a new body. And it won't get older and older and older. It'll constantly stay about the age of 33, I'm guessing. It's going to be fascinating. Now, as we focus on this, uh, if you have a Bible guide, uh, go to the page that we're going to talk about. It tells you to go to Luke 14. We're going to cover this. If you don't have a Bible guide, why not? Call us or write to us and you can get a Bible guide or go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com. Click on the Bible guide or go to Bible, BibleDiscoveryGuide.com and it'll take you to the place where you can download the Bible guide exactly how we printed it. Let's pray. Father, I pray today that we would open our minds, that your Holy Spirit would come in and show us what you've said. These are your words right here. Teach us your way and show us your path in the name of Jesus Christ. And we said together, amen and amen. Okay. As we look at this, Luke 14 or uh, Leviticus 14 is very interesting. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, this shall be the law of the leper for the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought to the priest and the priest shall go out of the camp and the priest shall examine him. And indeed, if the leprosy is healed in the leper, then the priest shall command to take for him who is to be cleansed two living clean birds, cedar wood, scarlet, and hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it, the cedar wood and the scarlet hyssop and dip them in the living or dip the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. Now, this is a fascinating procedure, beloved. The blood of the bird is symbolic of the sin made to die in our lives. Christ has atoned for our sin and makes us whole and well. Do you understand what Christ has done? This is one element that he has prepared for us and that he's done. So we need to get this because we need to pay attention to it. God is speaking to us. He's saying, this is what we did. As we read his word, we learn the power of Jesus Christ. So I praise God for that. 
And I think you should too. We should all praise God for that. Now look at this verse seven. This is very interesting. And he shall sprinkle it seven times on him who is to be cleansed from the leprosy or from leprosy and shall pronounce him clean and shall let the living bird loose in the open field. Now, what in the world is that about? Spiritually, the blood of Christ is sprinkled on us to make us clean. Now, remember, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and his shed blood has given us new and eternal life. Oh, that's great. I mean, that, that is absolutely amazing. We have eternal life in Jesus Christ. That is awesome. I'm sorry, but I get really excited about that. Because we're going to live forever through the power of Jesus Christ. Our spirit will get a new body and we will live forever. I'm excited and you should be too. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, verse 8 says, He who is to be clean, cleansed, shall, be, shall wash his clothes, shave off his hair, and wash himself in the water, that he may be clean. And shall stay outside his tent for seven days, but on the seventh day he shall shave all of the hair off his head, and his beard, and his eyebrows, and his hair shall be shaved off. He shall wash his clothes and wash his body in the water. He shall be clean. Now, what in the world are we to make of this? Remember this. God reminds us that when we are forgiven of our sins, we are changed, beloved. The Lord will help us to discover new life in Christ as we grow in him. Do you get that? God has done such amazing things through Jesus Christ. So all of these lessons from the scripture show us what Jesus Christ did when he said, I've come to fulfill the law. So understand that Jesus Christ has fulfilled these things. So as a Christian or somebody who follows Christ, who do we follow? Do we follow an idea? Do we follow a broken down cross? Do we, no, no, we follow Jesus Christ alive, living God in person. He's at the right hand of the Father. Revelation tells us this. John the Apostle saw him. Must have been interesting because John saw him before he was ever into the ministry, got into the ministry, saw him crucified, saw him die, saw him rise, rise from the dead and saw him in the heavens. John has seen him and he's alive. Very important. We'll read that. We get to the end of the year. But we need to pay attention to that because God has changed. Now, have you come to Christ? Come to Christ. Say, Jesus, I need you today. I'm a sinner and I, I can't help myself. I just need Jesus Christ. I need your Holy Spirit to help me. I believe you died on the cross and rose again. So help me today. Help me today. Be the Lord of my life right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, come into my heart. And we pray, Lord, that you would do that today. And we said together, Amen. 
So as you probably have noticed, as we're reading through Leviticus, there's a lot of purity laws and dealing with things that we would consider today hygiene, right? Human hygiene. And, and some of the laws go even beyond that. But today I want to be, ta- I want to, uh, talk about this concept with you and how it ended up, these laws, these mosaic laws, ended up really influencing the way everyday Israelites lived their lives, not just their actions, but actually the physical buildings that they lived in as well. Take a look. One of the weaknesses in the material archaeology of the biblical world is in recreating the day-to-day lives of the people. Some daily articles made of more perishable materials do not survive in abundance, and without a written explanation of everyday life, it can be difficult to know with certainty how some objects, spaces, and life issues were dealt with. One of the weak spots in our knowledge is how ancient Israelites dealt with issues of hygiene and sanitation. Living as a human, we all have experiences that allow us to know what concerns the ancients needed to deal with. Body odor, general cleanliness, laundry, human and animal waste, dishes, cleaning of the home, and garbage disposal. While our knowledge is not exhaustive, we do get help from the archaeological record. For issues of personal cleanliness, laundry, and body odor, ancient Israelites had both religious and social motivation. Socially, it's very human that people wanted to mask unpleasant odors, and thanks to written sources, we know that perfume, incense, and bundles of aromatic spices were commonly used to sweeten the air. Israelites also had the added motivation of the Law of Moses that commanded ritual purity, bodily cleansing, and the laundering of clothes after various bodily functions. If they were inclined to follow the law, we can safely assume that their bodies and clothes met water and a cleaning agent more often than they would have otherwise. In regard to ritual purity, scholars studying the four-room house, a style that is bound to the presence of the Israelites and was the predominant floor plan for Israeli homes throughout the time period of the judges and kings. They have noted that these houses with their central rooms that provide access to all other areas of the house allow not only for greater privacy, but were also ideal for observing the purity laws of the Old Testament. For privacy, a person did not have to travel through other rooms of the house to reach their destination, but could have access to all areas of the home from the central room. The advantages of this arrangement for ritual purity is that members of the household experiencing temporary ritual impurity could move around the house without coming into direct contact with others, and also be able to keep up with their daily routines. This is in contrast to other societies whose ritual purity laws forced unclean members to live in temporary shelters away from the main home. While general waste disposal likely varied from city to city, several ancient toilet seats have been discovered. In the city of Jerusalem, two of these seats were found still in their ancient place, each over a cesspit. When archaeologists examined the remains of the cesspits, they revealed what a difficult situation ancient Jerusalem must have been in during the days leading up to the Babylonian destruction. And for our interest today, they revealed that liming agents were dumped into the cesspits to facilitate breakdown and sanitation of these ancient latrines. It is believed that these types of accommodations were probably reserved for the upper classes of society. So as you can see, with with the ancient Israelite house organized the way that it was, it would have facilitated following these hygienic and purity laws of the Mosaic law. So 
I mean, this would have been much more difficult. These laws would have been much more difficult for ancient Israel to follow when they were living in the wilderness. And we can see how they uh, made their lives more easy when it came to the construction of their homes, how they really arranged everything once they were permanently settled in the promised land. It's really interesting when you when you begin to study this, uh, the, the homes structures and mm-hmm. how they built them in the cities. Very fascinating. So thank you, Corey. Right. All right. So all this month, I've been sharing with you clips from my latest resource called A World by Design 3, which is an ongoing series of interviews with some of the top scientists, researchers, and teachers in the world. And so far, I've shown you parts of my interviews with Dr. Rob Carter, Dr. Don Batten, Gary Bates, Spike Casares, Professor Steve Taylor, Dr. Jim Mason, Richard Fangrad, as well as Matt Bondi. And Matt was here yesterday to answer a couple of frequently asked Bible questions. And I want to encourage you to go back and watch that episode if you missed it. But Matt is back today to talk to us about the importance of the creation account given in Scripture and what mixing alternative views can do. Why is an understanding of biblical creation important to today's Christian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... Unfortunately, we see this a lot around us, and I've seen a lot in my personal life with friends that I've been involved with for, like in my Christian walk for decades. And it, it's this whole concept of, you know, their, of faith being eroded over time, right? So you start to believe certain compromises, and you start to believe that there's lots of different ways to interpret it, and anyone can interpret the Bible any way they want. Mm-hmm. And what that really ends up doing is just eroding the authority of the Word of God. So it becomes, well, what's your interpretation? That's fine, don't judge me on my interpretation, but that's not the way it is. God's the authority. He said Mm -hmm. the truth and our job is to be able to research that, study the scriptures and find out what that truth is. So I think uh, as soon as you start to look at um, these different alternatives that don't match the biblical account, that's when you're really, the the word of God starts to deteriorate, deteriorate in your, really in your appreciation for what the word of God is. So that's why I think it's so, important to understand and to research and to study exactly what the scriptures are saying Mm -hmm. and and you know the other thing i think people have to think about is why do we want these alternative theories and interestingly enough they all happen to line up with an evolutionary view which all Mm -hmm. happens to work with an atheistic account where you don't need a creator Um, so that's not a very good reason to me as a christian to entertain those kind of ideas and what is adding millions of years to the Bible? What does that do theologically? Hmm. Well, you know, the easiest thing to look to is the whole gospel message in the salvation account. Uh, the bottom line is that biblically, it's very clear that sin came into the world and through one man, Adam, and death through sin. Hmm. So billions of years before that, the uh, implication and the evolutionary view that people would be arguing about is that this fossil record was laid down over billions of years. Um, but of course, no one believes that, you know, humanity's lived for billions of years. So now you have this issue with death before sin. Mm. And, and at that point, it's like, okay, well, wait a second. Christ came because Adam sinned, but there was already death, you know? And Christ came as a man, as our kinsman redeemer, right? To redeem us because man sinned and he came mm-hmm. as a man, right? So the, so the gospel all starts to fall apart when you add these extra, extra things to the historical account. 
So I really hope that you enjoyed all these interviews over the last month. And remember, these were just small samples of the interviews. So if you want the full and the uncut versions, then they are available on this set called A World by Design 3. Available as both a digital download and as DVDs for a suggested donation of $60. To order the DVD, you can call, write, or you can go online to our website at BibleDiscoveryTV.com. And if you just want the digital download, then it is available at the website as well. And I really do want to thank Matt and all the guys for taking the time to sit down with me. Yeah, they, they were great. They were awesome. And it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. You did a lot of work on it, on the editing of it and all of that stuff. So it was fascinating. But um, I, I really want to emphasize for people to get that DVD or to get the, the digital downloads because that really is great. And, you know, I get the digital downloads, but some people like DVD. So whatever, yeah. but just get a hold of the material. Yeah, and it depends on what you what you want. Like, I, I have a DVD player, but I don't use it very often, so I, I get digital downloads. But the DVD has bonus segments on there. There's about 10 bonus segments. Right? What are the so, bonus segments? Uh, there's segments that I've done in the past uh, on the program. Uh, science Science segments. So... Um, yeah. So little, if you get the bonus. DVDs, you get the bonus segment. Yeah, well, you do. Well, and I've also... Wait a minute. I have to get the DVDs now. <laughs> I've also heard, too, where people like to get them and give them as gifts. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, they, they're a great tool true. for apologetics or witnessing or, you know, mm -hmm. all that all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But and the bonus segments, that's really good. <laughs> that's why you hung up there, there hasn't it? Does, it does. Yes. Well, and, and it's World by Design 3, so that means there's also a 1 and a 2. So yes, people that's can right. check out the website or give a call into the office to yeah. find out about those, Yeah, right? they're both available as well. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much, mm -hmm. Ryan. And I titled my segment, Once for All, The Blood of Christ. As we're reading through this ritual for cleansing healed lepers, it's very interesting, isn't it? All of the steps and regulations that one had to go through. And and there's a lot in dealing with water and blood. And, and, I, and I recognize uh, the fact that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. Right? Book of Hebrews, yeah. Book of Hebrews. And that Christ gave himself on the cross and shed his blood for us so that we could be washed from our sins as well. Do you remember that chorus? Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of of Jesus, it washes white as snow. First John 1 verse 7 says this, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Isaiah 1 Verse 18, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. What a beautiful thought for us because no one has not sinned. We're born under the curse of sin. But from the foundation of the world, God had a plan 
through his son, Jesus Christ. Who died on the cross. Who died on the cross, who gave himself as that ultimate sacrifice because he was the only one that could. Right. There is nothing that any of us can do to earn our salvation. We can be as good as we want. We can give all our money away to all of the, we can do so many wonderful things, but it cannot earn us our place with God in heaven. The only one that can is Jesus Christ. He is the one who restores that relationship with us, for us, through himself, to God. And uh, that's what this program is ultimately all about, because to present the gospel of Jesus Christ through his word. And after he gave his life, and this is important, he was proven dead three days later. He rose in the flesh, seen by over 500 men, rose in the flesh because he was God. Fully God, fully man, Jesus Christ. And there is no other religion, there is no other belief system that has Jesus Christ. We do not have a body of Jesus Christ. We don't have any of that because Jesus Christ is alive. And his body is physical, spiritual, and all of that. He's alive. He's at the right hand of the Father right now, according to what the Bible says. I believe the Bible. The Bible is solid and it's provable. And I just need to tell you that if you need Jesus Christ, I'm not talking about Christianity. I'm talking about knowing Jesus Christ, being born again, as Jesus Christ said, born again. Then come to Christ and simply say, you don't call an 800 number, do any of that. You just pray right where you're at. Lock everybody else out and say, Lord Jesus, I need help for my sin. This world is a mess. I need you. You're outside this world and you come into my heart with the power of your Holy Spirit and renew me. And I need your help. Come into my heart, take my life and let it be what you want it to be, Lord. I confess you as the Lord of my life. In the name of Jesus Christ, and we all said together, amen. Well, Spotify and iHeartRadio are great programs you can get a hold of and uh, download the podcast. Bible Discovery TV is a podcast daily and the weekend program is on it. And then Bible Discovery also has Beyond the Call on it. So I encourage you to get a hold of it. You'll never miss a program if you do that. Let's pray today. Lord, I love you and I thank you for healing me of all my sin. Help me to do right today. In Jesus' name, amen.